When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. My name is Nima Karazi, and I'm your host, I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Now, today, um, I'm giving you a quick stage five update. Uh, five is the early transition to solid foods, and I really wanted to kind of go over uh, the foods that I'm eating, the changes that I've made, and kind of what's new and what's going on uh, for me with regards to this stage in particular, because this has been a very difficult stage to say the least. So I really want to get into it. Uh, now, this is a six-week stage. All the other uh, stages have been two weeks. Um, this is a six-week, and then stage six is uh, for three months. Uh, so at the end of stage five, I will reach three months, and then at the end of stage six, I will reach six months. And after that, it is, there's no more stages. You're just in the final stage uh, forever. Um, <clears throat> so this is a very interesting stage for me. It's uh, it's my longest stage thus far. Um, it ends with an appointment I have with my uh, doctor to... Uh, do a litany of tests and measurements and see how far I've come and check um, my vitals and my lipids and all all of my um, bodily kind of updates to see <laughs> if I'm in a good place or um, I'm not as good as I should be uh, by that time. I am very much looking forward to this. I am eagerly anticipating uh, the three month checkup because I can't, I know how I feel on, on the inside. I know how much more energy I have. I know how much I'm walking and, and all the things that I'm doing. I just want to have an update with a doctor and some numbers that I can update my records with so that I know. And then obviously I will um, forward those, uh, to you all as well. So moving on, um, I definitely want to talk about the, the transitions or the, the differences here. There's very little difference between stage four and stage five. Uh, basically the biggest difference is that you can have a little bit more starch and you can have, um, uh, you can have a little bit more starch and you can have uh, some more vegetables and um, and more types of protein um, 
but that's about it. There's like you can have like sl- like deli sliced meats, um, but it it doesn't really change significantly until six months. Once you hit six months and you you're kind of set out into the wild, that's when you can start having pork and beef and um, like the the major difference at three months is that you can have like a slice of toast. Uh, like one a day or something ridiculous like that. Um, and that's like huge. That's like a major thing. And people go gaga over, you know, I could have toast or I can have a tortilla. I can make a tortilla pizza. And yes, yes, you can. Um, again, everybody's, uh, different. Everybody's journey is different. This is my journey. Um, you're not supposed to have, uh, pork until six months. Um, but I spoke with my nutritionist today and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, but I just want to let everyone know again, just a quick reminder. This is my journey. This is my path. This is what has worked for me, what has not worked for me. And this is what we're discussing here. This is in no way, shape or form, um, any kind of, uh, guidance for you. Uh, please talk to your doctors and your nutritionists before you, uh, decide to do anything. Do not do it based on what I am telling you worked or did not work for me. Okay, that said, legal okay? Legal's okay. Great. Like I have a legal department here. Okay, so here's what I've been eating in stage five. I had salmon, again, uh, still great, still love it. I had a potato bake. My wife made this amazing potato bake. It was like sliced potatoes in a concentric circle it almost looked like uh, ratatouille but on its side like if you had knocked over the dominoes of a ratatouille and instead of zucchini and tomato and squash it was just all potatoes um it was magical she baked it in a cast iron skillet um she had lightly fried them and then she had put them in the oven and took them out and they were amazing they were incredible Oh my God. Um, in Persian food, we have a thing called tadig, which is like the crusty part of the rice. So when you cook the rice, you put a little bit of oil in the bottom of the pot and then that kind of fries the rice and it gets real crispy. And, and that's the most coveted piece of the, of the rice is the tadig of the rice. And tadig actually means the, the bottom of the pot. So the bottom pot part of the rice. And so that part sometimes if you have like a fancy party or or a or a fancy uh cook will put either flat bread like a lavash bread in the bottom of the of the pot or they will put potato slices like my mom used to in the and and they will and they will make a uh potato tadig and my god is that my favorite um and and here's the thing. They're like, oh, you can have brown rice at three months and you can have a little bit of white rice at six months. I'm Persian. We eat rice like with every meal. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm not going to miss rice. I don't uh, I don't currently miss it. And it's already been, uh, you know, six weeks. I'm really genuinely not going to miss rice. The only thing I truly think I am going to miss um, is bread, uh, Is is loads of bread tons and tons of bread. Um, but I can have yogurt. I can have all the kebabs. I can have the vast majority of the stews. 
So all of that is great. Um, I just really going to miss the bread. Um, so anyway, so my wife made this amazing, it looked like a potato tatty, but with no rice at all, just potatoes. It was incredible. So I had some of that. That was fantastic. She made a chicken tortilla soup with no tortilla strips, obviously, because I can't have those yet. Um, so it was basically just like shredded chicken and like a, a tortilla soup, um, base uh brilliant wonderful amazing i had it like three nights in a row it was fantastic um hard-boiled eggs uh sorry i gotta did i not mute that i didn't mute that sorry hard-boiled eggs now i i will say this i didn't know up until recently that it's hard-boiled eggs i always called them hard-broiled eggs it just works fast. It works. It's a faster way of saying it, and it's an easier way of saying it. Hard broiled eggs, because the R D and the B R are butted up against each other. Hard broiled, just makes sense to me. But you're not broiling them, are you? You're boiling them. So hard boiled eggs. So now I have to say it like a foreigner, like a person who doesn't speak the language. Oh, is it a hard boiled egg? So hard boiled eggs have been the bane of my existence. I either overcook them, undercook them, um, and can never get the shell off correctly. Um, you know, tried the vinegar tip, tried the salt, tried the no salt, tried a little sugar in the water, try to poke a hole in the egg before you boil it, put the egg in the water before the water's boiling, put the egg in the water after, put it in an ice bath, don't ice bath it, run cold water on it, on it. run hot water on it. You name it, we did it. This is like if, God forbid, you're an insomniac and you and you make the mistake of telling someone, oh, rest in peace your next five minutes because then it's just everybody and their mother telling, have you tried warm milk? Have you tried having a cookie? Have you tried taking a warm bath? Have you tried having a biscuit? Have you tried sleeping with your clothes on? Have you tried lowering the temperature? Have you tried a fan? Have you tried a white noise machine? Have you tried keeping your phone outside and reading a book? Have you tried, have you tried shutting the fuck up? Have you tried just leaving me alone? Have you tried minding your own goddamn business? Jesus. So, hard-boiled eggs. I've tried everything, and I still have a goddamn hard time. I lose about a third of the egg taking the shell off, and it drives me so nuts that I end up sometimes wasting a whole egg by um, squeezing it and squashing it in my hand and then throwing it in the garbage disposal and cursing at every Greek and Roman God I can think of at once. So that said, I've had more hard boiled eggs <laughs> recently. Um, I've been trying, I've been trying to be cool and calm and patient and whatever about it, but it's a real motherfucker for me. I don't know what else to call it. It's a real pain in my ass. Uh, it's annoying as shit. Um, I all I broke down and I bought this little like hard boiled egg shell separator thing that you're supposed to like shake back and forth and put the egg in there a little bit of water and then bing bang boom the shell pops right off guess what it worked great the very first time and the second time it went the same way it always does so I don't know I might have to end up buying a hard boiled egg uh, steamer because apparently those work best or just just making three eggs and having uh fucking two thirds of three eggs, which would be two eggs. 
that's how math works. So I, I'd end up just doing that. Um, so wasting like a whole egg's worth of skin. Disgusting. But anyway, I love it. It's easy. It's uh, easy to prepare. It's easy to eat. Um, and you could put whatever the hell you want on it. Uh, lately, I've been either going sweet or, or spicy in my foods. I'm not a big salt guy um, now. I, I wasn't really a big salt guy before, but I'm definitely not a big salt guy now. Um, so there's just a lot of either like add a little ketchup for sweetness or add like a ton of hot sauce, which I was never, I've never been a spicy guy in, uh, in, uh, Iranian food, Persian food. We have spices. We don't have spicy. We leave that to our neighbors. We do not, uh, fuck with the hot. And I've lately been loving this. I've been adding Tabasco. I've been adding Cholula. I've been adding, um, uh, tapatio. Um, I'm, I'm really getting into the hot sauce aspect of it. I know these are, these are, uh, mild to medium hot sauces at best, but I'm really digging it. And salsa, I'm adding a little bit of salsa to stuff, really digging that as well. So that's, that's been great for me. Um, but sometimes the salsa can be too sweet. So if you add salsa and ketchup, then it's, then you ruined it. And it's, it's, it's a shame. You've committed a, a a sin in my in my book. Um, the other things I've been I've been having are turkey slices. I spoke with my nutritionist last week uh, or two weeks ago, and she said that I could have uh, turkey slices, which was uh, fantastic news because they're so much easier to eat. You just pop it open and grab a couple slices, and then I've been putting some cheese slices in there. She said that was okay, and then. Um, a little bit of mustard, just yellow, good old-fashioned yellow mustard. I'm not the fancy guy. And then uh, I put a, a pickle spear, and then I wrap the whole son of a bitch in a romaine lettuce, and uh, and I eat that. Now, the pickle sometimes can be too much, um, so you don't always have to do that. And then um, this was a really interesting thing for me as well that I'm going to get to in a minute, but um, the taste has kind of changed, so uh, I'll I'll discuss that with you in just a sec, but, um, but yeah, so I've been having, uh, that turkey slices and cheese slices and hearts of romaine lettuce, um, heart of romaine lettuces, heart of romaine's lettuce, heart of's, I don't know, you figure it out. English is my second language. And then apple slices, um, I've been having apple slices and I basically just like, um, cut, slice up an apple and then I have half of it in one sitting and then I wait and then I have another half of an apple, um, in between other foods, um, and the salami slices. So again, you're not supposed to have pork until six months, but I spoke with my nutritionist just an hour ago, uh, two hours ago, it doesn't matter. And I spoke with her and she said that I could have, uh, salami slices so long as the fat is low because if the fat is too high, then I could get dumping syndrome, which we've discussed in the past. But if you're just listening to this one, dumping syndrome is when you have uh, too much sugar or too much fat and your body just rejects it and either rejects it in one direction or another. So either you end up throwing up for two hours or you have uh, diarrhea for two hours. Um, 
So neither which of this is the funny thing. People are like, I'm I'm not a fan of throwing up. No one is. Who's a fan of throwing up? Who's like, I love throwing up. No one likes it. It's disgusting. It's terrible. It's basically your body doing a thing that you don't want it to do. You're trying desperately to get it to not do anymore. So anyway, that fear for me is enough to motivate me to not push forward. So um so anyway, quick recap, and then I'm going to go through my day, and then I'm going to talk about fear for a second. So the quick recap is, so I've been eating salmon. I had that potato bake my lovely wife made. I had the chicken tortilla soup my lovely wife made with no tortillas. I had hard-boiled eggs that I say funny, slices of turkey, slices of cheese, hearts of romaine lettuce, mustard, pickles, and apple slices, and uh, salami slices. Now, let's discuss cheese. So, lately, things have been tasting a little bit off. And I don't mean funky. I don't mean like they got a wang to them. I just mean like when I have a slice of cheese, it tastes fattier. I understand cheese is like a lot of fat, but it tastes like it has even more fat to me. It tastes a little creamier. It tastes a little blander. So even if I'm having a sharp cheddar, it tastes more like a provolone. It's creamier. It's duller. Um, and it sits on your palate longer. It almost melts on your tongue a little bit. And here's the thing. I'm not a fan of that type of cheese. I like a very sharp cheddar. I like like a Monterey Jack type cheese. Uh, I'll take... Uh, you know, something like a pepper jack type cheese, something that gives you a little bit of a punch, a kick, you know, unless I'm having salami, in which case then I'll have provolone. But even the provolone with the salami tasted funky. Even my sharp cheddar with my turkey tasted funky. So then I talked to the to the nutritionist and I'm telling her, I go, you know, lately these foods that I love taste weird to me. I had turkey chili, it tasted off. I've been having slices of cheese. They taste weird. They taste creamier or fattier. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's a side effect of the surgery. That's a really great piece of information that you should tell all these people because I thought I was going cuckoo bananas over here. And it turns out it's just a side effect. So she's telling me it's just a side effect. Don't worry about it. It'll all kind of clear itself up within the first five to six months and then your taste buds should go back to normal well fuck me sideways this would have been excellent news to have known when i started this whole thing because then when i had something that didn't taste right i wouldn't have to second and third guess myself i would have just said oh this is a side effect i'm just gonna put this food aside for now and check back within five at five to six months and see where that is so i can't wait to do like a six month update and see where the foods are that i've been having issues with so cheese slices for now are out because they don't taste right and they end up fucking up the thing that i'm eating that tastes good in the first place like the whole reason i'm eating these turkey slices is to have protein and tasty food and an easy to grab lunch with lettuce wrap and tomato and uh, mustard and I can't have that because the cheese is fucking it up for me so no more cheese for now 
the cheese just doesn't work. So I might try it in a couple more weeks. I might try it at the end of uh, uh, the end of uh, February or early March when I'm done with stage five. Uh, I finish stage five and I start stage six March first. So that's a, a cool thing. And then I have three months on that. So March, April, May, and then so June first will be six months. So that'll be great. Actually, I think technically June 4th would be. But anyway, who cares? Who's keeping track? Me. So um, so that was like a really interesting thing in that your taste buds are different. Things are changing uh, inside your mouth and inside your brain and your heart and your mind and your all the things. So that's uh, really cool. And basically... Um, my schedule looks like this. So I have to take a Prilosec in the morning, first thing. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be first thing. It's just easier if it is because you have to wait 30 minutes after the Prilosec. Now you might be thinking, why do you take a Prilosec? I'm glad you asked. Let me answer. The Prilosec lowers your stomach acid. And the point of that is that your stomach acid is built for the amount of stomach that you had. And now your stomach is 25% of what it used to be. So your stomach acid, if it was at 100% of what it used to be, would cause acid reflux disease and all these other issues. So instead, they're saying, oh, if you take this Prilosec and wait 30 minutes, it'll greatly reduce your uh, stomach acid. So great. So I take my Prilosec first thing in the morning, and then I go on a 30-minute walk. I do that every single morning. I walk 30 minutes, except for Sundays. Sundays, um, I have a little pedal thing that I do in the apartment. I don't leave the apartment. So, But every other day in the morning, first thing, I take my Prilosec, I go for my 30-minute walk, and I come back. And right when I come back, the first thing I do when I come back is I grab a protein shake. Now, the protein shakes are great because they have like 150 calories only. They have uh, less than uh, a gram of sugar or one gram of sugar. And they have 30 grams of protein in them. So when I'm supposed to be getting, you know, 60 to 70 grams of protein a day, this is very helpful and a great start to my day. So I have my protein shake first thing in the morning. As soon as I come back from my walk, protein shake it is. And then I have to wait 30 minutes after I'm done with my protein shake to start eating solid foods. Now, here's the reason why that exists. when you start drinking liquids like water or protein drinks, these liquids go into your stomach and then they go right into your um, your uh, large intestine, right? These liquids go right into your stomach and then right into your large intestine and get absorbed and then pushed and pulled in through and whatever and up and down, okay? Now, if you eat a solid food shortly after you've had liquid, your stomach is still in the in the process of pushing things into your intestines quickly rather than slowly. Therefore, what's going to happen is undigested turkey slices or undigested cheese or romaine lettuce is going to be pushed into your your um, uh, large intestine, and it may not be fully digested because. In a larger stomach, you have more space and more acid to digest that and push it down. Whereas in a smaller stomach, you don't have as much space and you don't have as much room. And therefore, 
it'll go in there and then you'll have that dumping syndrome we mentioned earlier. So to not have dumping syndrome, you have to wait 30 minutes before and after. Uh, Let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. You have to wait 30 minutes between eating and drinking all the time. So before you, uh, so you take your Prilosec, you wait 30 minutes. Once you start drinking protein shakes and water, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. As long as you want to keep drinking and drinking and drinking. And then when you want to eat solid food, you have to wait 30 minutes. And then you can have turkey slices and cheese and mustard and romaine lettuce and apples and salami and apples and salami and uh, more turkey and more cheese. And then when you want to go back to water, you have to wait 30 minutes for all that food to digest completely and then you can drink water on top of it and then it won't push undigested food into your intestine. It your, The food will be digested enough and be in your intestine. And we're talking hours of time here. I absolutely cannot eat the way I used to eat. I used to be able to eat very quickly. I, you know, I used to be able to house... Uh, a Taco Bell combo in 10 minutes, right? And now it takes me about 30 to 40 minutes to finish a protein drink and about an hour to finish like uh, a turkey slice um, with lettuce. Um, And it's because I'm full so quickly and I have to let this food digest and it just kind of sticks there. And, And this is probably the most difficult aspect of it for me this is something that happened to me last night. This is a, actually a great way to end this uh, this episode. So this is what happened to me last night. I had um, my private second in the morning, went for my walk, came home, had my protein shake. And then I waited 30 minutes and then I had some salami slices and half an apple. And then I, you know, salami slices, wait 30 minutes. Half an apple, wait 30 minutes for it to digest. More salami slices, wait 30 minutes for it to digest another half an apple, wait 30 minutes for that to digest. So I'm done with all this. I've had the protein I need. I've had the the fruit that I need. I've had all this stuff that I want. So I wait 30 minutes and then I start drinking water. So I'm drinking water, drinking water, drinking water, and I'm full and I'm full and I'm full of water. And then I'm thinking it's like nine o'clock at night. I should just finish this water tonight and be done with it. But instead, my craving is that I want this pineapple that I have in the fridge and this Pyrex Tupperware that is cold and it has lemon juice on it and it has tahini on it and it's been marinating for three days because I've been going back and forth between pineapples and honeydew and I, I'm really excited about having this and I can wait until tomorrow, but what if it goes bad tomorrow? What if I wait until tomorrow and then tomorrow I can't have this pineapple? So I have to wait 30 minutes after I drink the water and then I go and I get the the pineapple. I'm not hungry. To be honest with you, I'm rarely ever hungry anymore because my stomach is so small. But it was a greedy moment. It was a, it was a, uh, a flashback to old Nima, to fatter Nima, to to selfish Nima, to want to, I want to have it, not I gotta have it, I want to have this pineapple, and I did, I had it, I, I ate it slow, and I made sure I 
I enjoyed every bite of it and I slurped the the juice at the bottom of it that I shouldn't have because technically that's like a watery thing on top of a solidy thing and I shouldn't have done that and I was fine and that's the worst part is that I was fine I didn't learn a lesson from it except for being conscious of the fact that I did that thing um, and then I waited 30 more minutes and then I drank some more water until we went to bed um, I woke up this morning and I gained half a pound, which I'm totally cool with. I don't care. I weigh myself every morning. I don't care if I'm up or down two pounds, one pound. It doesn't make a difference. As long as I'm eating healthy and I'm getting my calories in and I'm feeling better, the numbers are going to drop eventually. There's always going to be uh, stagnation. There's going to be stalls in your weight loss. There's going to be all kinds of shit like that. And I'm cool with it now. I wasn't the first couple times I had stalls or the first couple times I saw the number go up from the day before. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? But I know I ate really well yesterday. I had all those salami slices. I had a whole Honeycrisp apple. I had a bunch of pineapple pieces. I had my Prilosec. I had my protein shake. I had, you know, all this other stuff. And that's what happens. And yes, I walked and yes, I burned some calories, but that's what ends up happening. And it's totally fine. And I'm sure that by the end of the week, I will be down as per usual. So again, um, very little difference between stage four and stage five. But at this point, it's really more of a mental thing for me. Um, I'm kind of having a tough time scheduling the time of day that food has to be eaten and water has to be consumed because I'm, I'm having a tough time kind of getting in my full 32 ounces of water. So that's my stage five update for now. Uh, stage five ends in uh, on the, uh, the end of February 28th. Uh, this year is not a leap year. So, um, so yeah, so it ends in, in the end of February. I will probably do another uh, stage five update towards the end and uh, we'll kind of see what happens there. But anyway, that's it for now. That's kind of all I got. Um, I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. Please uh, subscribe and like and leave us a review. Um, and uh, I hope this helped. And if this did not help, then I hope you listen to another episode and that one helps. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. Podcast.com.